0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma and I am your host. Apologies in advance. I have a cold and I was too excited to interview my guests. I have two back-to-back interviews today and I did not want to reschedule. So I hope, hope, hope that this doesn't get in the way of your listening experience. Um, It's been getting in the way of my experience this week. Let me tell you, I always feel like when I get sick, it's like the universe is mad at me and I get so angry. It throws off my routine. I'm really emotional. I can't work out. I mean, complain, complain, complain. So enter today's guest. It was a perfect opportunity to speak with him. His name is Doug Cartwright. He has an app that he just created called The Daily Shifts. And we talk all about mindset and those daily reminders that we all need, no matter where we are on the spiritual path. And especially if we've yet to start on our spiritual journey. So it was nice to talk to him. I have to be honest, I did not do a lot of research before I spoke with him because Biet Simkin, who I talk a lot about, she reached out and said, Krista, you must have Doug on your podcast. And I trusted her. So I went for it and it was awesome. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed hearing about his process. He's early on in his spiritual process and has, you know, he's really drinking the Kool-Aid and wants to share it with as many people as possible and has gone all in on this app. And I love seeing people in business that are so passionate about the work that they're doing and about helping other people and creating something successful and awesome. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm always excited when people reach out and insist that I interview and speak with certain people. I, I love connections. So... Yeah. I love business. Anyway, I hope everyone is having a beautiful week and I hope you enjoy this episode. Doug Cartwright spent years in the sales industry, but found little fulfillment until he stumbled upon meditation and realized his life was no longer his own. After several years of spiritual work, he learned to cut out external pressures and hear his own soul speak. Now he helps thousands through the Daily Shifts app to find peace in the modern life. I am excited to welcome my guest today. Welcome, Doug.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Krista.
0: How are you? What's happening in your world? Tell me all the things.
1: It's just crazy right now. I feel like um, there's this kind of this big consciousness movement and like, Everyone is trying to get into like spirituality and mindfulness and yoga and consciousness and meditation. It's just a really exciting time to be alive right now.
0: I I kind of agree more. Um, yeah. So it's funny because usually when I research my guests, I do a lot of research and I'm very picky and selective about mm-hmm. who I'm talking to. But um, all it took to get you here was Biet, um, who we talked about partner. on this podcast a lot. Um, yeah. She said you should know Doug. And I said, Great, let's set it up. So my first question is, why do you think she said that about you? What so is it I about have, what you're doing that is mm, so unique and amazing?
1: I have the most beautiful relationship with Biet and how we met is actually a really cool story and kind of ties into kind of my whole message. So it's interesting. I um met Biet in 2017 at Summit. Okay. So Yeah, it was really cool. So I was around that time in my life. I was kind of like waking up to spirituality and she was hosting like one of her breathwork, um, things, events. And I showed up and I saw her and I'd never seen her or heard of her before. And I saw her and my whole body like freaked out. Like (laughs) I remember looking at her and being like, Oh, you're in on a secret. And not too many other people, no one else sees it, but I see it. Like I see you on a different frequency. And I remember she left like this crazy impression on me. And um, what's interesting was after they closed down the event, it was the first time I ever did holotropic breathwork. And that was all, that's a whole nother thing. And when I was leaving, she was passing out some of her business cards. And so um, I remember taking one of her business cards and I never talked to her. And I just took the card home with me. And I used it as a bookmark um, for all the books I was reading. So her card was always on my nightstand. Wow! So literally, this is where it gets crazy. Fast forward a year. So a year ago this time, it's literally about a year ago this time. Um, I was working with a spiritual teacher when I was living in Utah, and I'd kind of felt like I had outgrown her, and I was kind of looking for something more. Um, And then I remember. I was at the bookstore and I found this book called Belong. Have you heard of that book, Belong? It's by uh, uh, Radha Agrawal.
0: I have, yeah. Her friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I found that book, Belong. And um, I remember I bought it. I was reading through it. And uh, Radha has her Instagram handle in it. And so I pulled up her Instagram handle. And then I was looking at her Instagram story and Biet was in her Instagram story. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Biet. That's the girl from last year at Summit. Like, and I had, hadn't followed Biet on any social media. And so I immediately followed Biet. And then I look at Biet's story and she's posting. Um, she's kind of like walking, doing like a meditation and walking through it. And I responded to her. And, and like, keep in mind, I've never spoken to her ever other than that one experience a year ago. And we started chatting just really quickly through her DMs. And then about... A month later, I'm on the airplane, flying from Salt Lake to New York City for my 30th birthday party. And I get a post. I see a post from Biette saying, hey, I'm looking for two new spiritual students.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm like, bam, that's Done. It. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and it was crazy because... And then I start looking through Biette's Instagram a little bit more. And I see that she's based in New York City. And I'm literally on a plane flying to New York city when I see this. Wow. So I messaged her and I'm like, Hey, you don't know, like we've talked briefly, but like, I'm interested in being a student. I'm flying to New York right now. Can we meet in person? And she was kind of like, I usually don't, I usually do phone calls. I don't meet people.
0: Yeah, that's, time. Like, <laughs> that's not yeah. actually her jam.
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm not just going to meet some random, like, no, like I'm telling you, she's like, I feel something different. Let's meet in person. So we meet in person and, um, I feel like I walked in to meet with her and we like transported into another dimension and mm-hmm. we did crazy spiritual work and like we have like such a beautiful deep bond and I like still to this day when we get together, I just went to lunch with her in LA a few weeks ago and it was like, I feel like our bo- our souls just come out of our body and we just are playing on a different frequency and it's just so beautiful. She's a very, very special person.
0: She definitely has that effect on people and yeah. I really... I really appreciate that because I think that, you know, I was just watching the video on your website and we live in a space where woo-woo kind of this Mm -hmm. attitude around woo-woo, it gets like pushed under the rug or people don't take it seriously. But what she does is she like brings this like deeply like uh, outer worldly, you know, it's a perfect way to describe it, like outer, other dimension To this plane and can cut through the bullshit and actually speak to skeptics and CEOs and uh, my husband who has like all of his planets in Capricorn and, you know, has to really experience something to believe it. Um, He went to one of her meditations and was like, holy shit, (laughs) like this is something else. Like this is really like something else is happening. He had this whole sort of breakthrough. And I think that's one of the things about meditation that's really hard to understand is, you know, you're using these words like, you know, our souls are speaking and you know, I meeting your highest self and unless you've really experienced like a deep meditation, it sounds right. like you're totally full of it. You know. Right. And and how are you, I guess let's talk about let's start by talking about what what it is that you're doing now and tell me about the app. But then I want to talk about how I mean, it's easy to get the people like me to try the app. Sure. Um, But I feel like that's not really who it's for because I've already made that shift.
1: Right.
0: Um, So I want to talk about what the app is. Let's back up. Tell me about that and then how you're marketing it and who you're marketing it to.
1: Yeah. So it's a really interesting dynamic because um, my previous work experience was I managed and recruited door-to-door sales guys all across the country. So I was... (laughs) Yeah. So I was very much like wolf of Wall Street, slick hair sales dude before I was into any of this. But um, an interesting thing happened over you know doing that for 10 years, I really dove deep into the mechanics of personal development. So Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, like really um, deep-rooted foundational self-development um, attributes and habits. And so I learned a lot of really good habits. And mm. so when I took, and then I fall into this path of spirituality, and so I got—I mean, I took you know a ye basically a year off of my life, and I went as far down the rabbit hole as far as I could go, doing you know from Burning Man to uh, ayahuasca ceremonies to silent meditations to Bali, and did the whole thing and went like really down the path that your is own
0: version be- of E pray love
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. I did my I did my version of E pray love one hundred percent. And when I'm playing in this spiritual space, I learned so many amazing attributes that could help so many people. So now I'm like, okay, I've got kind of this real world materialistic um, content that would resonate with a lot of people. Plus this spirituality, how can I bridge the gap and kind of create a modern spirituality piece? Mm -hmm. Because I've met up, because in my, in my, Life, I've kind of seen people are in in kind of two groups. It's very like anti woo woo, that stuff's not real, kind of like what we were talking about. Like, I really need to experience it and it turns a lot of people off. Or there's the people we know that are really woo woo, where that are like, you know, when you say the word manifestation, they just kind of sit at home and rub a crystal on their third eye and try and think a million dollars is going to show up on their doorstep. Right. Well, where there's a lot of truth to a lot of manifestation and energetic, but it requires real work in the real world. Yeah. So it's a combination of the two. And so the Daily Shifts is an app and an online course where we can talk about these quote unquote woo-woo things in a more modernistic vocabulary. Um, and what I found is, you know, my 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 pinpoint is whatever you want to call it, from the very woo-woo, which is like universal source energy, the universe, your soul, God, to the complete opposite end you know, we call it a gut feeling Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or intuition. 99% of people can resonate with one of those terms. Right. From universal source to just like, oh, I had a gut feeling I should do this. And it was inexplainable. And it's like, I had a gut feeling that I should go, you know, turn down this street instead and there was a car accident or whatever, something crazy. So once we define what that is to you, whatever you want to call that, once we define that, then we can start to pay, peel back the layers and really develop a relationship with that thing. I call it source, I call it the divine. And the way we do that is through these daily habits of being your best self, which are, you know, doing a gratitude list, learning to meditate. We do very basic meditation, setting your goals. What do you even want in your life? And then how do we practice, you know, manifesting those things into your life? So it's very simple, very basic introduction into modern spirituality.
0: Wow. So it's definitely like for people that are just wanting to dip their toes in and, you know, waking up to the idea that there's something bigger going on here.
1: Yeah. So it really resonates with that. But what I've found too is I know that we've been live for about 90 days, is a lot of people who have a deep spiritual practice really appreciate it because mm-hmm. it does give you that daily reminder.
0: Which we all need. Right. You know, I was at a meditation or uh I I fluctuate between the being a huge skeptic. And then I like, I'm a huge woo woo. I'm a Reiki master and had a call sure. with a psychic last week and talked to my spirit sure. guides and you know, all that.
1: Totally. But I, awesome.
0: but I also run a business. So it's like all yeah. things. And, and I bring my spirituality into my work and it's very real. Um, yeah. But I was at an event a couple months ago and it was funny because everyone went around the room saying why they were there and like what brought them there. And people had these big like esoteric answers as to why they were there. And mine was just to remember. Mm -hmm. Like we need that reminder and it's like, you know, my spiritual teacher, my spiritual work is just, it's the idea of like, remember me and I will come, you know? And so I really love that daily reminder idea. And so tell me exactly like what happens when I sign into the app? Like what, what do I get?
1: So we've gamified it. So at the, at the fullest level, level 10, there's going to be 22 tasks to do per day. Um, it, that can be overwhelming. So we start very simple. So if you sign up, um, we're going to walk you through, we have shifts of so daily shifts, right. And they're tasks to do. And so it's a place for you to input, for example, when you first sign in, you're going to do your gratitude.
0: So mm. you wake
1: up really quickly, three things I'm grateful for. Then we're going to do a breathing exercise and that's it for the morning. And then in the mm-hmm. afternoon, we do a very quick 30-second meditation to ground you in another breathing exercise. And then at night, another breath exercise with, we call it three joys. So three happy moments today. And that just starts to change your paradigm and rewire your neural networks to start feeling a place of gratitude. And as you show consistency in these really simple things, we add a little bit more. So the oh. foundation is mind, body, soul. Then we're going to start tracking like, are you staying hydrated? Are you sleeping enough? How's your diet? Are we also staying curious? Are we developing our talents? And then we also have a whole place where you can input all of your goals for your life.
0: When you say we, who's we? Do you have a, a team? Like, have you brought in other sort of experts to create this with you?
1: Um, so I have a lot of back-end teams. Um, okay. But as far as teaching right now, it's, it is currently just me, but the goal of Shift, the bigger vision I have with it is a platform for multiple spiritual teachers and yogis mm-hmm. and life coaches, whatever resonates. And so I do want Shift to be a platform for more. So as we continue to grow, uh, we will be bringing more people on the platform.
0: That's great. So it sounds yeah. like it's the beginning piece is It's a lot about mindset. Yes. Yeah. And I think that anybody can sort of get on board with that. It's funny. I was talking to Gay Hendricks. He goes on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and um, cause you and I are the same age. And so this idea of meditation or spirituality, I feel like I take it for granted. Like I got my yoga teacher training almost 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, and I, but I was still living in this place where like my dad doesn't meditate daily. He's, you know, in his sixties. And, um, but my mom, she's gotten into this, like, you know, over the last 10, 15 years. And I was asking, yay. I said, you know, I sort of felt like this was a new concept. Like consciousness is just now expanding into this idea of meditation and mindfulness at work, especially at work. And then I read his book, The Corporate Mystic, which was written, I think in the late nineties. And it was saying that a lot of these big CEOs were already doing this work. And I sort of felt like, wait, have things actually shifted or are we just like sort of stuck in the same place that we were And what he he said, which I I find really interesting to this is he said the mindset has changed. So back in the day in the 70s, 80s, he, yes, he was leading these seminars on um, spirituality, especially in high level business. Um, But now instead of it just being women, there's men in the room too. And he finds that there is this huge shift happening where it's not just these women who want to make these changes, but like the men that are actually in these like very high level positions as well are catching on. And he's looking out in the room and finding that, you know, half of the people coming to his events now are men. Um, And we, you know, had this big conversation about the masculine and the feminine needing to come together, which is a whole nother thing. But I think that it's really cool that it's like something this simple. And what he said is it's the mindset, it's the mindset. And when I asked him when the last time he was in a bad mood, he said 40 years ago, and that's longer than you and I have been alive. And, you know, I was in a bad mood yesterday. And so I think a big piece of it is the daily practice. He was telling me stories that he came up with in his thirties and still practices to this day. And what was so cool about that interview and why I'm bringing this up was I got to see what those daily habits, those daily shifts that you're helping people create looked like over 40 years. Wow. And this guy is so happy, so successful in his business, so healthy physically. He was telling me all about his workout routine and in such a loving relationship. I'm like, done. And this and then this app is kind of great because it's going to help people do that every day. I, I'm a deeply spiritual person and I definitely don't make a gratitude list every day.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, but it's like, and the thing that's so beautiful about the daily shifts is that it's so simple. Right. It's so simple. And it's just these little shifts just to get you back in alignment. Just like, you know, it, it is what you were saying. Like it is these daily things that you do every day. And as going back into this masculine thing that's happening, as more and more men are waking up to this mindset is, you know, I, I literally, my sales pitch when I'm talking to my friends about it is, is, Hey, listen, I can teach you to have a connection to something bigger than you, however you define that. And you can still watch football and drink beer on Sunday. Right. Right. So it's like, you can do both. And when I come from kind of that angle where you don't, Because, you know, the biggest turnoff, I feel like for the reason it's harder for the masculine to kind of get into this space is they think it's like, okay, well, then I have to like shave my head and move to Bali and start doing yoga. And sure, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But it's, I'm just trying to say like, you don't have to do that. You can continue to live your normal life. And just like you were saying, you can be in a good mood all the time. Yeah. You know, and by doing these simple shifts, it doesn't matter what happens in your external world because you're so aligned internally that nothing can affect you. Yeah. It's and awesome. that's the whole purpose, the whole purpose of the spiritual work is just living, maximizing our human experience in that in that state.
0: Yeah, I think it's really beautiful. And that's definitely aligned with like what Viet says. You know, she talks about um ha- being spirit like deeply spiritual, but also finding abundance in our lives. And I think yeah. it's this idea of being where you're at, you know. I was just right. in Nepal a couple months ago and um I talked about this. I don't know, actually, th- I think your podcast is going to come out before. So I'll say it again, but I was in Nepal a couple of months ago and I was talking, I was sitting at the feet of these spiritual masters, like literally at the feet of people who have taken sinnyas. They live in robes, they live in Shiva temples in Nepal. And I was asking them about Can you be a successful, they call um, spiritual people, they don't call us yogis because that's what they are. They call us householders. And I was saying, can you have a spiritual practice, a deep spiritual practice and a successful business? Because it's something that I struggle with daily. Like I'm having an existential crisis all the time, trying to understand what I can do to get my business more in alignment with my spirituality and have both exist at the same time. And what he said, and Ram Das says this too in other ways, is just be where you're at. Mm-hmm. So he said, if you want to become a yogi, then don't wear robes and live in San Francisco. Like move to India and go to a cave if you're in San Francisco, go to the hot yoga class, make the money. Like, yeah. but just do business with integrity. Like you can, and he was so beautiful. He looked at me and he said, having a successful business, if you're living in integrity and, you know, serving others will not take away from your spiritual path. And then I had just had my call with Biet where she was sort of giving me permission to do the same thing. And I feel like that's what this app is doing. And I think that, we're coming back to the mean, you know, we're coming back to the middle. It's not, which is funny because I think in politics we do that as well. And it's this, you know, we were swinging too far to the woo-woo.
1: Right, yes. And we
0: will never get my dad to to have a Reiki session, for example. Sure, sure. But we can definitely get him to create the gratitude list, to do a breathing time, you know? And I think that this is where we need to come back to. Like we need to come back to the middle ground of where we can all sort of agree there's something bigger going on and how do we tap into that i mean that's really it
1: really and you know one of my favorite quotes along this line is you know i I would tell people "I'm like hey your kundalini practice is amazing and beautiful but rent is still due on the first right you know (laughs) like amazing kundalini practice but like you still got to pay your rent and so it's like how do we have a connection and fulfillment and feel so much bliss and euphoria inside while continue and still manifesting abundance you know and i think that's kind of the way it's headed and that's exactly what the app is for it's just like can you just do these simple things every day to as you live in the modern world to remember yourself remember yourself is the key
0: that's beautiful i think that's going to be the soundbite that we use to uh promote this episode. Oh, I love it. Um, I did have another question though, um, along those lines actually. Um, so as you sort of found your spiritual journey or we're driving along the spiritual journey, you know, I tend to, and my teachers always say the poison comes before the nectar. Right. So I Mm -hmm. got really righteous for a long time and like you shouldn't create, um, a job or you shouldn't be charging or you shouldn't, you know, and if you look at my clients, they're all basically charging for the spiritual work and the services that they're providing. So yeah. did you did you have that sort of inner battle at all when you decided to take this like deeply personal work and share it and no. make money from it?
1: Um, no, I I mean obviously that comes up a lot and a lot of people I talk to run into that, but for whatever reason I was so blessed. I mean, I made a million dollars in sales commission by the time I was 24. Right. And and did really, really well financially. And I really think I understood. And I always worked in high integrity. That was always a part of my business. I never felt like I was being dishonest in my sales or whatever. And so I, I really grasped a deep foundation of the value provided. And right. if you provide value to someone, they will want to pay you. And so now that I'm in like spiritual work and like this is actually going to change people's lives. It's like how much value is that worth? Because if you think think of like this, the main problem you have in your life, the anxiety around your business or whatever, if someone could come and take that from you and teach you how to not experience those really deep, scary emotions, you would pay them whatever, whatever they they wanted.
0: I mean, I do, I do, right, do right. I, yeah, pay, exactly. I pay my life coaches a lot of money,
1: <laughs> right? Because it's like help me. And so when I think about it that way, like how much would I pay someone to help me come, overcome this personal hurdle? And I think I'm coming from a place of value, and as once I feel like I'm really sharing deep truth and value to people, I have no problem charging for it. You know.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah. it's really cool. It's not like a It's not like you're giving us spiritual teachings. It's yeah. more that it, that's not it. That's not what this is. And I think that that's a really important sort of distinction, also yeah. between this and other apps and you know, you're not calling yourself like a spiritual teacher. Um, you're just sharing, you know, as a student yeah. what you what's working for you. And it's yeah. like little mindset shifts. It's really cool. Um yeah. so the other thing I wanted to ask was you say this is a business podcast. So it always gets very spiritual because that's who we are and that's who sure. I um call in to be on this. But um I like to talk about the business side. So yeah. When you took time off, obviously, you know you made a good amount of money. So a lot of people come into a mindset of when they're launching something new, it's they're very fear-based because they have to pay their rent. Right. So when you decided to make this shift into, um, you know, this kind of work and putting out an app, like none of this is cheap. And it, and I right. can tell that you've been very intentional by what you've done, and you just recently mm-hmm. launched. Um, what was sort of that process like in? knowing that you needed to hit a certain goal, but also make this app, you said, out of integrity that was really going to help people?
1: Yeah, and so that's a great question. So um, one thing that happened for sure was once I got the idea to to build the app, I, I knew that's what I needed to do. Like I knew this was it. It wasn't, I wasn't half in, half out. I was like, within my soul and my intuition, I knew this was my next step. So I went all in. And so I tell people all the time too, like, listen, I didn't pay for this all in my pocket. I actually went into $60,000 worth of credit card debt to get this built. Wow. Because I knew I was, and I have such a deep trust in the universe. The universe has always, always, always provided for me. And so if I felt, I believe that if, okay, if I create this product in integrity with myself and the universe, and it's going to help people, like I know I'll be compensated for it. I don't know how, I don't know what, I don't know what that looks like. That's down the road, but I know I just need to keep moving in the right direction. And it's actually one of my favorite stories about trusting the universe was um, last October. So October, 2018, I was literally out of money. Like I maxed out my cards and I had a pretty good looking prototype done with the money I put into it. And um, I'll never forget. I was meditating at my, on my cushion and I got this deep intuitive hit that was like, you need to go back down to your old place of work and talk to your mentors. And in my head, I'm like, okay, when I'm done with my meditation practice, I'll go down there. And then it was like, no, you need to go right now. So I was like, dang. So I stopped my meditation practice, get in my car. I drive 30 minutes to my old place of work. I walk up to where my mentors are. And my, my top three mentors in my life are all in the same room at the same time. Wow. And they just call, they call me right in. And so we start talking and they're like, hey, we heard you're building an app. And I actually had a prototype to show them. So I actually had something of value to show them. It wasn't just an idea. I was like, look, I'm all in. This is what I've created so far. And they're like, wow, we love this. They're like, how much would you sell your whole company for today? And i never had that question. And I just kind of said, uh, I don't know, $2 million. And they're like, would you let us buy 15% of it for X and X amount? And I was like, whoa. And that was enough money to get me through all of the next year as well. Wow. And so it was such a lesson of like, I went all in, I proved to investors that I was all in by creating an actual product. And I just trusted the universe. Now, I'm not saying anyone listening to this podcast, go get in $60,000 worth of credit card debt. Right. But I'm saying once you make the decision that you're all in, it's just, you know, my favorite quote from the alchemist, the universe will conspire to make it happen.
0: Mm, I love that quote. such a good right? one. Yeah.
1: I didn't know I didn't know how it was going to show up. I don't know who was going to help me. I don't know where money was going to come from. I don't know any of the logistics. I just knew it was going to get get take care of itself.
0: Yeah. Well, what I think is really an important reminder because and I had uh Crystal Williams on my podcast and she's got like the number one podcast. She's kind of amazing. She lives in LA. She, she should interview you actually. Um Anyway, she was saying, uh, talking about all the work that goes into manifestation. And I think Viet talks about this as well. And yeah. so, you know, you were sitting there and you were meditating, but that's on one side you are really trusting. And I really believe, and I tell all of my clients this, anytime we go into launch mode, like I have three clients going into launch mode right now. So of course, I'm getting the phone calls with them crying. Can I do this? You know, all the sure. ego, doubt, resistance is coming up. And I'm yeah. really... Like a lot of people joke that I'm a resistance coach instead of a marketing coach, because if your mindset is not in the place of this is going to succeed, or like, I have to make 10 grand on this launch because I have to pay my rent, or this is what's going to take me through paying my team. That's the wrong mindset to have. And so, so, so it's, to me, it's equally as important as the offer is your intention your mindset, which are two different things, your intention going into it, your mindset around the launch, and then the offer itself. Is it priced right? Is it valuable? Is it great? Is it going to help the world, et cetera? But I think that what you're talking about, it's, it's important to remember, and Krista was saying this too, when I interviewed her, that she's had some really amazing success in sort of a short amount of time. And a lot of that is believing in what she's doing. And I, and I love that about you, but I also think like, Going into sixty thousand dollars of credit card debt—that's no like small feat. Like you weren't just sitting there on your zafu meditating all day, hoping for this money to arrive. You were actually building the app, taking the actions. Right. Um, And it and it has to be both. And there's such a sweet spot. Right. And I find it in my business all the time that when I can really trust that somebody's going to come in and help me with this. Or, you know, the strategist that sure. for is going to show up or the client's mm-hmm. going to come and it's okay to fire this client because another client's going to show up and right. wait for that, but then also put it out there, like, and take mm-hmm. the action. It's got to be both. And
1: yeah. And I, and I love that too. Cause where I feel like is it's the manifestation part is the energetic part where you're truly like, what does it feel like to have this success? Right the massive success for the app and, you know, a billion people are using it. And, and what does that feel like? Okay, now I can recognize the energetic feeling within my body. Then when I go out into the world to make that happen, I give my very best work.
0: Well, you're right. operating on like a totally different frequency. Right.
1: So you- it's not just kind of like, okay, I'll go see kind of what happens. I know what it feels like. And it's like, no, I'm going all in. I'm working my ass off. And I'm giving everything the very best of my work, and wow. that's the magic of of manifestation,
0: yeah, it's beautiful, and I can yeah. tell like you know that you really love what you're doing, and it's mm-hmm. it's authentic and it's real and I think you know there's a lot of apps out there, there's a lot of people preaching about mindset, and um a lot of them i I listen to and I agree with, mm-hmm. but I'm also a little skeptical, I think sure, um just. I want to make sure people are in it for the right reasons. And that's my own ego and my own righteousness on my spiritual journey <laughs> You know, sure, that's yeah. like <laughs> we're all in our own place. And I, I appreciate everything that you've said. And I think mm-hmm. we're both just starting out. Um, yeah. And I can feel sort of the humbleness in you and the eagerness to learn. And I think that that's really great. And with the, mi- with the mindset, for me anyway, it's, it's much easier to, um, like for my clients, um, you even, for example, say I, I helped you with your marketing. I can see the future of this app and I can see like yeah. the billions of users or, or dollars sitting over in the corner over there. And I can see that it belongs to you and that, you know, you just sort of have to reach out and keep doing the good work and doing it. But I think it's really hard to do that for ourselves. Yeah. And we all sort of need this internal coach. And I, I feel like that this app is great because not everyone can afford. Right, a um, bet
1: <laughs> Totally, no, yeah, totally. And you know, I tell people too a lot too. Like sh- the daily shifts, it's not Doug's, it's not mine, right? It's the universe's. It's it's everyone's, and I just get to be the vessel that gets to birth it into the world. And so, and I wanted to create a product of something. Just literally, exactly what you said is, yeah. Some people can't afford a ten thousand dollars spiritual coach. But what I can do is my, I feel like my responsibility and what, how I'm going to help people, you know, birth shift in is it opens up the door to spirituality. Right. And so once you go into the, basically the spirituality path, then wherever you end up working with whoever, that's great. You know, this is just something very simple, very um, affordable that people can, can just start down moving down that that path to um, their higher selves.
0: I love it. So my last question um you write from business to betterment, mm-hmm. uh, a lot. And I just sort of want to dig into that for a moment and unpack yeah. that because I think that's sort of making me feel like, well, does business mean that it's not mm-hmm. like it, it's putting business in like a negative sense. Sure. We've been talking about business a lot and I kind of want to just get what you mean by that. And, clear. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you kind of look, um, Um, if you view some of the other videos on my page and kind of more of my personal story, I was in, when I mean business, what I mean by that is not the business I was in was very, I was looking for external things to make me happy internally. And so I, I bought the Mercedes, I was going to the world series and the super bowl and buying all the nice clothes and like the business world, like the bling bling. Um, but I was so miserable inside. Right. So I, my old life, I was very busy. My personal relationships were very, I didn't take care of my personal relationships. I felt very disconnected from my friends and from my family because I was so business. Like people would tell me like, when you talk to Doug, it's like, you're, he's always in business mode. Hmm. He'll, he'll never ask you how you are. He's like, okay, like let's check the checkbox. of And what do we need to do? What do we need to accomplish? You know? And I was kind of always in that, that mode. And so it was very Every it felt like every conversation on a personal relationship was like an interview. Right. And so it was very businessy. It was very business all the time to betterment, whereas now okay like, oh my gosh, I've opened up my heart. I feel deeper emotions of compassion and empathy. And so that's what I mean when I talk about that on my on gotcha. my website. Yeah.
0: Have have people in your life sort of noticed the shift in you? Oh
1: I went to lunch with a friend not too long ago who knew me before and after kind of my awakening. And she was like, I don't even know. I, I feel like I'm talking to a different person. Like that version of you doesn't even exist anymore. Wow. And yeah. So a lot of people are like, you're a totally different, like you're still you, like the fun things about you are still you, but like you're a totally different person. Um, and it was because I was so business all the time. And I was able to relax on that piece and just really learn to appreciate and be in the moment and love my life now.
0: Wow! I mean, it sounds like you're drinking the Kool Aid and uh, you're sh- and, you're sh- and you're sharing it. So that's
1: great. yeah, sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what are the next steps like for you? Where you launched 90 days ago, so it's out in the world. Yeah. Um, what are you working on now? Like, what do you do now that it's out?
1: Yeah. So I have a really, um, pretty, not simple, but very, um, efficient online course right now. Um, I'm going right now we are working on revamping that course and like really going in with multiple videos, multiple worksheets to really evaluate your life, where you are at in your life right now and how we can get you to your next place, how you can overcome your, um, current and negative emotions and really feel like you're truly alive so we're going to create a deeper more meaningful online course that's what's next and then of course we're also going to create an android version because we're not on android right now
0: mm, got um, it.
1: people so still use like,
0: androids yeah
1: yeah right <laughs> that was kind of my thing my my dev team was like do you want to make an android version i'm like oh that's still a thing
0: yeah um, somebody <laughs> texts me in their text screen i'm like i'm never gonna text uh,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we're not we're not working together yeah
0: Um, That's really exciting. So, twenty twenty is looking promising, and a lot. I I know thousands of people have downloaded it, so you're getting good feedback. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's crazy. We haven't done any advertising spend on it yet, and just through word of mouth. I mean, I only have like five thousand followers on my Instagram. I'm not like crazy popular on Instagram, but just through word of mouth. Not yet. It's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Just through word of mouth. Either today or tomorrow, we're going to hit five thousand downloads.
0: Oh, congrats! That's so just exciting.
1: word of mouth—just people loving it and sharing it and using it and like seeing the effects. And I've had so many people DM me, being like, "Man, this app is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for someone to make this. Thank you for doing it." I'm just like, "Wow, we have that much, that many users without even
0: well, that marketing that's anyone. really good." Um, you know, we always say Clay and I are like, "You cannot market something that's not good, right?" Um, and you can't marketing can't make it better. Anyway, totally. Um, so if you great have something that's good and you have that momentum organically, then marketing is just going to help you. You know, if if the um, if you get it in front of somebody and you know they're going to like it, then marketing is a great investment. But if no. people that you're showing it to aren't liking it or aren't downloading it, then we always say work on the product first and then do marketing. Totally. So it sounds like you're ready to scale this thing, and that's really exciting. Yeah.
1: We're moving. We're going. We're doing it. This is it. We're going for it.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm happy to know you. Um, yeah, the last, the last question I, I ask my every guest on the show is the same thing. So, this is the Authentic Audience podcast. I, you know, got in there and asked some questions that I felt, you know, I always try and suss people out. Um, for my guests, and now I'll share you as sure. well. And I, I believe that what you're doing is really authentic and I think it's beautiful. And I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to download the app. And my, but my questions that I ask everyone are uh, number one, do you have a moment of inauthenticity? Um, maybe even during this process of creating this app, um, that you made a decision out of integrity or from an ego place or somewhere that wasn't a hundred percent grounded in, in your soul speaking to you. Uh, because to me, those moments are the ones that I always really learn the most from. Um, I'm still, you know, heavily on this self-growth path and I like to feel seen. So a lot of times I'll, you know, say yes to a client because I'm so excited that they wanted to work with me. Um, right. you know, things like that. And then I realize, Oh shit, three months later, like this is not at all an integrity. Um, no. Anyway, those are big moments for me. So I'm wondering on your spiritual path, especially because I think you can think of moments of an authenticity before you really got into this. Yeah. But what would be interesting to me is to know if you're, you know, you have moments like that now and and how you learn from them.
1: Yeah. So the first thing that comes to my mind was um, as I was building the app and thinking about, okay, how am I going to scale it? How am I going to monetize it? How am I going to make money? I, I've been blessed that I've been connected to some really influential, uh, social media, um, influencers. Mm-hmm. And so kind of in the back of my head, it's like, Oh, I'll just get so-and-so to post for me. Mm-hmm. And that will take out all of the legwork. Like I won't have to do marketing. I won't have to do that. And like, Oh, I'll just push it off onto them. And in the back of my head, it was because I was having imposter syndrome. It's like, Oh, I can't do this on my own. I'm not good enough. Like I need someone else to do it for me. Like, why would someone buy from me? Because I'm just, I'm a nobody. But if I could get so-and-so to post for me, then, you know, then it validates the deal. But then it validates who I am as a person and the value I can bring to you. And so it was kind of like, I was going out into the world thinking, as I publish this, I'll just get this person to post for me and then I won't have to do it. But really, I'm like, that's so inauthentic because I am valuable. I am worthy. I I can provide value. And I don't need someone else to to post for me. I mean, I will take I mean people will post me, but it was taking away from my own personal credibility and my personal value. And I that felt super inauthentic because it was almost like I was trying to cheat the system mm-hmm. because because I knew someone I knew someone who was popular on Instagram and, and that they'll do all the legwork for me when it's really like, no, like I don't need anyone to post for me and I can authentically grow this because it is valuable. And so it was more of a and uh, a personal check with my own self.
0: Yeah. I, I really yeah. strongly resonate with that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really hard when you know that your service or offering is amazing. And I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pitch yourself. I was just talking to somebody yeah. about this last week. And it's like, I know that if somebody comes to me and does marketing with me and hires me, they're going to have a fantastic experience. But do I? How do you say like, "Hey, I'm really great"? Like that's so
1: sure.
0: versus like I too have, wow. have friends that um, you know vouch for me and post about me, and it's like, oh well, they're saying it, so you can trust right. that. You know, it's just right. It's a funny little beast. Um, uh, it's almost like we're
1: seeking that validation from them. We need them to say, so then we feel validated. And I feel like that's not true. Like we, 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 me and you, we provide infinite value to our, to everyone. So
0: yeah, it's true. That's a good one. Okay. And then we always end on my favorite is sharing a moment of like real authenticity. So a decision mm-hmm. that you've made that was maybe not easy, but you knew that you had to make it because your gut or source or spirit or mm-hmm. just um, your, in- your heart with integrity um, told you to.
1: Yeah. So this is very vulnerable. And this happened to me two weeks ago. Um, but I was in negotiations with a company that wanted to invest in shift. And um, they kind of have a separate vision of what I had and um, kind of a, a different play. And so when I went to met with them, and I mean, obviously, we're spending money and marketing right now. So like, my, the funds for the business are low or lower than normal right now. So I'm kind of like hurting for a little bit of cash, but it's like, we'll get through the holiday and hopefully we get a good Black Friday bump and it'll take care of it. But anyways, um, this, this, uh, company sat me down and they're like, Hey, and we actually want to do a aqua hire, which is an acquisition. We'll uh, take over your whole company. And we want to hire you on to work for us for three years. And they offered me the largest check I'd ever been offered. It was a seven figure check. And I was like, Whoa. And a really nice salary. But I just knew the integrity of me. It's like our missions aren't fully aligned and this dream will die. And it won't be, won't be me being able to express myself most authentically the way I want to. And so I turned down their offer. Wow. And it was an offer that I think most people looking, you know, would have taken, you know, a seven-figure offer. And I was able to so easily walk away from that because I know it wasn't aligned with my truest and fullest expression of of myself.
0: I love that story. And I yeah. also, I think my favorite thing about you um, after this conversation is it doesn't, as successful as you are in business, and it just doesn't seem like you're super driven by money. Um, And it's nice to see a CEO and a founder that, um, you know, that's not first and foremost. It it also isn't for me. And I, it's, it's a struggle. It's a challenge. I say yes to things I shouldn't because they're financially really bad decisions. (laughs) But, you know, I've had someone yesterday, like, why are you still working with this person? I'm like, I look at the bigger picture, having this person in my court. I don't care that, you know, it's not about the dollar sign. It's about you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so I, it's nice to sort of recognize that in a, a fellow business owner, because I I think that the money for me has always been secondary and I trust in it enough. And I think I'm privileged enough also, like, I don't want to forget that. Um, I've had so many people help me and you know, there's been, my, my family has helped me. I never, you know, had to worry about not having a roof over, um, over my head. Like my basic needs have been met and it's allowed me to make bigger risks and take bigger risks in business and um, especially financially and knock on wood, um, it's paid off, you know, at this point. Totally. But I think, you know, there's two things. One, I'm fortunate enough to not have grown up really stressed out about money. My family was never, and if they were, they didn't show it to us. So it was like not a fear that I had until later in life. I realized, wow, this is a fear that people have scarcity is real. And that was a huge blessing. And I, you know, I know that, but the second piece is I care so much about my business and I know it's business and I know it's marketing and it can feel very like salesy. And what you have to do now is raise money and you have to get people to buy your app and but at the end of the day if somebody buys your app their life is going to change
1: totally and that that makes it easier to ask them
0: and so getting them to give you money it's like obviously give this money to me like obviously because of course it's like like your whole life is
1: going to change change. yeah
0: and when you have that sort of mentality around what you're doing and you believe in it and you love it and you're of service i think that's the most we can hope for at our age with the blessings that you and I have um, and the platforms that we have. Like, it's all we can do. So, I'm I happy have to say
1: myself. Good yeah, luck. Very well said. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Tell, tell us quickly. I'll put this in the show notes, of course, but how can we find you? How can we find the app? Give me all the calls to action here.
1: Cool. Yep. So, my personal Instagram is Doug underscore Cartwright. And then um, you can find my app in the Apple iStore. It's The Daily Shifts or thedailyshifts.com. dot com.
0: Very cool, very cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing all this unfold for you, oh, and yes. ha- be happy to talk to you again and meet in person one day. We will. And I know that. I do too. So for everyone tuning in, thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next time, keep growing.